0: I have placed Proverbs chapters 2, 3, and 4 in one bracket and entitled them Man's Responsibility and God's Provision. I was 18 years old when I became a Christian. My only regret is that I wasn't 8 instead of 18. I am thankful that the Bible tells us not only how to become a Christian, but also how to live the life that we've received once we become Christians. The book of Proverbs is the most concise blueprint for successful living to be found in the 66 books of the Bible. In the first five verses of Proverbs chapter 2, we have what I call the Christian's ten verbs of action. You remember from your days in English class that a verb usually denotes action. These ten verbs contain a summary of our responsibility before God. They must be understood and acted on if we are to enjoy the good things that God has for His children. The first verb is the verb receive, verse 1, chapter 2. We must receive God's Word. Every Sunday I preach to thousands at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia, and to millions by way of television and radio. Some who listen receive the Word. Many do not. Some fail to receive because they are preoccupied with what happened yesterday. Some fail to receive because they don't believe the Bible is really worth listening to. But we're told in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 what happens when people receive the Word of God. Three thousand were saved and baptized in one day. Receiving the Word of God always produces change, life change, regeneration. The second verb, also in verse 1, is the verb hide. We are admonished to hide God's commandments in our hearts. The psalmist also reminds us that we are to hide the Word of God in our hearts, that we might not sin against the Lord. You'll find that in Psalm 119, verse 11. So Solomon is telling us here that we need to memorize the Word of God. That's so important. And the younger you are, the better it is to start quickly. But no matter what your age, my age or older, memorize Scripture. The third verb in chapter 1 is incline. We are to incline our ears to wisdom. That means to lean toward. And you, as you read and study the Word of God, need to lean toward it. That is, in your heart to be saying, That's true, that's good. The fourth verb is verse 2, chapter 2, the verb apply. We are told to apply our hearts to understanding. Without application, the other three verbs are worthless. Always be a doer, not just a hearer. The fifth verb, verb number 5, is the verb cry. You'll find that in verse 3, we're to cry unto the Lord. The verb cry implies to hunger, to thirst, to long after. There's got to be a genuine sincerity in our hearts, or no matter how much we read and study and memorize, it becomes nothing more than formalism. Verb six is an intensification of verb of the verb cry. It is to lift up. We lift up our voices for understanding. Verbs seven and eight are seek and search. You'll find that in verse four. We're to seek and search. We're to diligently go after truth. Then there is the ninth verb. Understand. You'll find that in verse 9. As we read, study, pray, and the Spirit of God is our teacher, we begin to understand the principles that make life successful. The tenth and final verb of chapter 2 is the verb find. As we study God's Word, we will find the knowledge of God. That's in verse 5 also. We do not accidentally stumble on a good relationship with the Lord. There are no easy shortcuts to holiness. We cannot line people up, shout and scream, and zap holiness into them. It just doesn't work that way. We have to work at growing in practical holiness every day, and studying and memorizing and feasting upon the Word of God is so very, very important. Now, you've seen ten verbs of action. Ten verbs of action that we are to use. God has five verbs also. You'll find... Uh, The word, the verb, give. God gives or imparts wisdom. How do birds know when it's time to go south in the winter, north in the summer? God imparts wisdom to them. So God gives us wisdom. James one five. if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Do you need wisdom for something you're going to do today? Then seek the face of God. He gives wisdom. The second verb that God gives to us here in verse 6, chapter 2, is the verb, cometh. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. The best educated person in the world is an intellectual midget beside the Lord. The wisest person is that person who recognizes his responsibility to get his marching orders from the Word of God. The third verb is in chapter 2, verse 7. Solomon tells us that God layeth up layeth up, there it is, layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. God is stacking up wisdom for us. He's building us a reservoir of spiritual traits and characteristics. He intends that His people drink deeply from that reservoir. There's a fourth verb. It's found in verse 8. It's the verb keeps, K-W-E-P-S. God also keeps the path of judgment. Keeps is the fourth verb. God is our protector. He is the one who holds us, who keeps us, who who builds the hedge about us. We can trust Him. The final verb Verse 8 is preserveth. He preserveth the way of his saints. Preserve is that fifth verb telling what God will do for us. My son, if thou wilt receive my words, and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment." and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment, and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil, and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and they froward in their paths. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the God of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life." that thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it.